Welcome to Lompoc Foursquare Church's podcast. Enjoy the message. We've been talking about Jesus Christ who is the way forward. Now remember in John 14, where we've started to look the last few weeks, that Jesus is sharing the last words before he leaves. Before he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane and gets arrested, before he goes to the cross and dies for our sin, before he resurrects Easter, uh, before his post-resurrection ministry, he is sharing with them some intimate and personal things. It's called the final discourse. Many people call it the upper room conversation. But it's Jesus telling people, remember in John 14, verse 1, do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't allow trouble to trouble you. Now, one of the things that I have learned is that life, get ready for this, it's so profound, but you're going to go, wow, it's so obvious. Life will serve up disappointments to you all the time. Disappointments. But God will take you through disappointments in life and use those disappointments to shape you. I didn't say he caused the disappointment or he caused the tragedy, or he caused the hardship, or he caused the illness, but God will use those things to shape us and form us. We've all had stuff the last 18 months that we would call not only disappointment, but disruption in life. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm grieving in my soul the loss of our military. I know you are too. I'm also grieving something that may, may not even be on your radar. I'm also grieving that uh, this Friday night uh, would have been our 28th year to do the post-game party, and we're not doing it. I mean, uh, 27 years we invested in the young people. But however, however, um, first of all, we called all the jumpy people. They don't have enough employees to get their stuff here. Hello? (laughs) And some of them sold their stuff. Because for 18 months, they could have no parties. Think, think about all the, the triple, trickle down. But this Friday night, we're going to be giving away <clears throat> fully loaded backpacks, uh, 10 of them. I mean, incredible. And at the halftime, uh, yours truly will be on the microphone. I might start singing. Who knows? Right. Yeah. I might start singing, take me out to the bowl. Anyway, that's the wrong song for the football. <laughs> but Lompoc is playing Cabrillo. And if you love Cabrillo, pray for them. I love Cabrillo. My son played football there. They, they lost 58 to 0 uh, to Napomo the other night. And, uh, and Lompoc's been crushing it with some incredible players like uh, Devell Dickerson and, and Sheldon Canley Jr. Uh, and Calvin Ross. I mean, these guys are like, they're, they're D1 scholarship kids, and they've already gotten scholarships. Uh, so they, they're going to play against Cabrillo. But at halftime, we get to give away backpacks. So students are going to come in. We're going to give them tickets. And it's going to be cool. A church giving away stuff at a public school halftime. Yay! Anyway, sorry. I, I just wanted to share that with you. But, we'll, but when we have disappointments, you can decide whether they're going to shape you or they're going to make you miserable. You get to decide. I've had some friends that, that went sideways during pandemic. I mean, they went sideways, and they, they, they got miserable through it all. And I, I pray for them. I'm troubled. But Jesus says, don't you let your heart be troubled. You know what he's saying in the Greek text? 
Stop the progress towards trouble. In other words, I know you guys have been with me. I know I asked you to follow me, to give up your family and your livelihood. Stop being fishers of fish, but be fishers of men. But, but here's what he's saying in the Greek. You're walking towards trouble like this, like I'm walking right now. Stop walking. Stop progressing towards trouble. Turn your heart around. And then he says in John 14, 1, the rest of the verse, believe in God and and believe in me. And remember a couple of weeks ago, and I, and I repeated it last week, that, that believe in me lean, means to lean on something or to, to sit in a chair like you're sitting in this chair, trusting it's going to hold you. In other words, trust me, no matter what happens to you, no matter what goes on, continue in your belief. Continue in it. And we ask this question, do I really believe in Jesus? Do I really believe in Jesus? Am I really going to put my weight on him and my trust in him? You see, as a church, we're going to put all our weight on the transformative power of the gospel because Jesus is the one who changes hearts. We're not going to stop preaching the gospel. We're not going to stop declaring the truth of the Lord. We're not going to stop believing that Jesus Christ is still the answer Someone asked me, do you have any other answers? Nope. Let me check my pockets. I have no other answers. Just Jesus. Jesus at the center of it all. And it's not just rhetoric. It has to be our message. And remember this. When we start looking at Jesus, don't be troubled. Believe in me. Then I go, okay, Lord, now you're going to give us a thesis on how we're supposed to not be troubled. Yay. Believe in me. Yay. Lean on me. What do you have as your next point? Look at verse two. My father's house has many rooms. He starts talking about heaven. Now, come on, Lord. I need to know what's going to happen next month. I don't plan on dying next month. What's going to happen next month? What's going to happen next year if you delay your return? But notice what he says. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, what will happen? I I will come back and take you to be with me that you may be where I am. In other words, you've been with me. I'm about to leave you, but don't worry. Now, Now watch this. Don't just focus on what's in front of you. Remember, this is not all there is. Wow. We're citizens of where? Where? We're citizens of heaven. You said, no, I'm an American citizen. I have my real ID in my pocket. I have one. Now, where am I a citizen of? I'm a citizen of heaven if I know Jesus Christ. And we sang it in my father's house. There's a place for us. Isn't that good news? Colossians 3, 2 says, What does it say? Let's read it. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. There used to be back in the 80s a phrase that said, don't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. I've not met people that are so heavenly minded they're no earthly good. I've met people that are so earthly minded they don't think enough about heaven. And there's not a lot of sermons. I looked online, sermons on heaven, very few. But Jesus talked about it. You see, if you want to take notes, you can write it down. Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us. It should remind us that this world is really broken. This is not all there is. That house that you're making payments on someday, you ain't going to live in it. Did you know that? 
By the way, did you know if you, if you uh, work or you live in a home, or all of us are interim. Think about it for a while. Huh? I have a friend who's an interim pastor right now as they're looking for a pastor for their church. And, and he said, I've been an interim all my life. I said, yeah, you have. He goes, yeah, I pastored 20 years in one church. But I always call myself the interim pastor. Why? Because someone's going to pastor after me. Somebody's going to live in your house after you. Hello? No, not me. I'm going to live in my house all, well, for another thousand years. You liar. You are not. I'm going to own my business for the next time. You, you are not. Somebody's going to own it after you. I'm going to drive my car forever. No, you're not. Someday it's going to end up in someone else's hand or in a crusher. And boy, don't we wish some of our old timers in here, you had some of those cars back that you sold for $500? Yeah, yeah. I had a friend that sold a 65 GT 350 Mustang, four-speed, right? He sold it for 1100 bucks. And one just went at auction the other day for $85,000. <laughs> I couldn't find him. I looked online. I couldn't find my friend. I just want to say, man, do you wish you had your car back? 1100 to 85 grand, that's a good return on investment, right? Someday. Now, I'm not a doomsday preacher. I don't preach doomsday. But here's what Jesus said, and it's coming up in a few weeks, but we'll go ahead and go there now. John 16, 33. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have trouble. Oh, but let not your heart be troubled. Take heart. I've overcome the world. Isn't that good? See, Jesus is the only one qualified to tell us, I go to prepare a place for you. Jesus has gone, number two, to prepare a place for us, should inspire us to live on mission with the limited time we have here on earth. What is our mission? To get everybody ready to go to heaven. That's why we preach the gospel, go in all the world and preach it. That's why we love our neighbor as ourselves. How do we live out our faith in this world as citizens of heaven? Now, I must confess that when I was a kid, I was pretty hyper. Uh, duh, like you couldn't tell, right? I was pretty hyperactive. They used to give me these little pink pills. I don't know what they were, but they used to give them to me. And uh, I used to take them, and they didn't do anything, but uh, I pretended like they did, I guess. It's probably a placebo, you know. But whenever we went on a road trip, I always had my head on the window and kept looking, are we there yet? Are we there yet? I was the worst, are we there yet kid. Now, my brother and sister, they would pretty, they'd read books and stuff. I would read and get nauseated in the car. So I would be looking out. And you could only play, you know, uh, uh, what state is that license plate from? You can only play, you know, a, a license plate bingo so many times. I usually did it by the time I, we left our town. And we'd be driving, and uh, I was always like, I, I, I just, I can't wait to get there. Um, some of us are like closing our eyes, waiting to get to the destination. I, I've got to confess this to you. I, I, I put it in my notes. I wasn't going to share it, but um, I'm not a roller coaster guy. I'm not big on roller coasters, but I go on them. I have gone on them because I have grandkids. Grandpa, you need to come on. The, sure, great. Even the, even the years ago, the Mickey coaster, right? It's so smooth. That Mickey coaster at California Adventure, it's so smooth. It's just so smooth. And it's so expensive. The most expensive soda 
anywhere in the universe. Disneyland. Did you know that? Ounce for ounce, the most expensive soda anywhere. And the most expensive chili dogs, too. But anyway, 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 anyway. So I said, yeah, it's great. Let's go on the coaster. And I love because it's magnetic. As it starts, it pulls you. It's so smooth. It's great. I love that jolt, man. I feel like I'm on a drag strip. It's so great. It's so great. And then the minute it starts doing its thing, I close my eyes. <laughs> the whole time. Then you do a loop. The whole time. I close my eyes. <gasps> I close my eyes the whole time. And then when we get ready and I feel the brakes, I open my eyes. Woo! That was great. Now, some people are closing their eyes now. It's just too much to take in. And they're waiting for the day that shh, they can open their eyes in a place called heaven. But we're called to let our light shine. Remember John 13, after Jesus washed the disciples' feet, he says, a new command I give you. There's uh, verse 34, love one another as I have loved you. You must love one another by this. Everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And the obvious thing is we need to be sure that we love people today because they're desperate to know the love of God. And the only way they get to find the love of God is if we really love them from the depth of our heart. Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us. That should move us toward greater hope and peace when we're surrounded by trouble and tribulation. I have a reserved spot in heaven, and so do you if you're saved, not just because you're American or because you vote, or because you pay your taxes. It's our faith in Jesus that allows us to have a place. That's why Ephesians 5, the apostle Paul says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. In other words, if you're on the roller coaster of life, open your eyes, find places to serve others, listen for the whisper of the Holy Spirit, make a difference, text a friend, email a friend. Like somebody's post on Facebook and tell them you're praying for them. It's easy to go like, 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 like. No, I'm praying for you. Make the most of every what? Opportunity. And, and, and isn't, this, isn't this perfect timing? Because the days are evil. I mean, we have enough evil people to last us the rest of our lives. We don't need any more evil ones. You see, the journey is changed when the destination is different. Let me get to heaven for a moment. See, if I told you we're going to drive six hours right now to the middle of Death Valley. Now, some of you like desert. You like, you like the heat. and you like, God bless you. God bless you. And by the way, when you complain about Lompoc, did you know that Lompoc has the best air quality of any city in California right now? Isn't that cool? That's this morning's stats. We've got the best air quality. I have friends that live in Colorado Springs who are cursing our fires because Colorado Springs has been inundated with smoke. And you live in Lompoc. We are the number one city with the best air quality in California. I didn't say air quality was good. I just said it was the best, <laughs> right? So let's focus on this destination. See, if I said we're going to drive six hours and we're going to end up in... Death Valley, you might not be as excited as the destination if I said we're going to drive a little less than six hours, actually four and a half, and end up, forget the fires for a moment, end up in Yosemite next to Vernal or Nevada Falls. It's a different destination. 
If I told you we were going to drive up the coast, Monterey, and just sit out there and look at God's great ocean, or I told you we're going to drive in the middle of the desert, the destination changes it all. So what's our destination? I go to prepare a place for you. Revelation 21.2. I love this book. By the way, you're going to get blessed right now. Because the Bible says in Revelation, if you read this book and hear this book, you will be blessed. Of all the books, this is the one that records that. So get ready to be blessed. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of the heavens from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I want you to hear this. Reading in verse 19, the foundation of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth ruby, the seventh, what is it? Chrysolite, yeah. The eighth, beryl, the ninth, topaz, the tenth, turquoise. Anybody like turquoise? The eleventh, jacinth, the twelfth, amethyst. The 12 gates were 12 pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. Think of that, a single pearl. How big is that pearl? The great street of the city was gold, as pure as transparent glass. I did not see the temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. Woo! Looking for a church house. Nope, it's Jesus. The city does not need a sun or a moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is the light. See, Jesus is the light of heaven. He didn't just say, I'm the light of the world, though he did. He's the light of heaven. So quickly, let me read this. Heaven is a place of beautiful scenery and breathtaking creation. That the same God who created the wonders of this world is preparing a place for you. The most beautiful things on earth are simply coming attractions of what heaven is like. Revelation 21 describes this place that he's gone to prepare. It describes heaven as a city that's 1,500 miles cubed, meaning that it goes up to. Those dimensions would cover some 2 million square miles. It's like a, a city 15,000 times the size of London, England. To give you some perspective, it would be like a city that would stretch from Canada to Mexico. It would not only be that kind of difference, but remember, it goes up. It's 780,000 stories tall. Woo! Revelation speaks of the fact that we will be able to go in and go out of the city. Hmm. There are plenty of things to do. We can go exploring. We can go hiking in the heavens. Revelation 6 and Revelation 19 tells us that there will be horses in heaven. And so those of you wondering if your cats and dogs are going to be there, well, there's going to be all kinds of animals in heaven. Good morning. Isn't that cool? Isaiah 11 speaks of wolves and lions and lambs in the new earth, and yet everything in creation in heaven will live in perfect harmony. No arguments, no politicians, and hallelujah, no taxes. So imagine going for a hike in heaven and seeing lions and tigers and bears and, okay, dinosaurs and some new species as well. Heaven will be a place of beauty and great adventure. You know, Business Week did a study about a year ago and found out if you ask people these days how you're doing, that the number one answer was, you want to guess? I'm tired. 
they'd done an update on the survey and found out people are more tired now than they were a year ago. But how about Revelation 14, 13? I love this. Then I heard a voice from heaven say, write this down. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, they will rest from their and their deeds will follow them. That's why you need a Savior to cover up your deeds. Come on. Imagine life without pressure, without stress, without deadlines, without bills. We get to rest in peace. It's not just a phrase that old people use when you die. It's true. Isaiah 26.3, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all those who's fixed on you. Matthew 11.28, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So the Prince of Peace gives us peace today. But if we are saved, if we follow Jesus as Lord and Savior, if we believe in him and confess our sins, we are saved, and someday we stand in heaven before him, and he gives us eternal rest. But we're not just kicking back on a cloud. We get to do stuff. Now, if I had two hours, I would tell you of all the study that I did, that heaven is talked about as a place of beautiful, loving relationships. And I want you to hear what I'm about to say, because some of you need to sear this in your soul. The joy of being reunited with parents and with children and with children who were still born or children who died in the womb, or children who were aborted, they are all in heaven. They are souls who are perfect. And some of us who've lost parents and grandparents and your Christian friends and that person that you thought, oh God, I can't live without them, someday, if they're in Christ, you will see them in heaven and you will listen to this. I get asked all the time, is, are we going to know them? Yes, you're going to know them. They're going to know you. Jesus spoke in Matthew 8, 11 of the coming uh, from the east and the west, the reclining at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I want to sit down and have a meal with them. Somebody said, well, I want to go to heaven because I want to I wanna talk to uh, George Washington, or listen, I want to sit with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I want to ask Noah some questions about the ark. <laughs> How on earth did you get two of every species on the planet? I tried to chase a rabbit the other day, and I couldn't chase. He, he had nothing to do with me. How did Noah do that? And Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 26, 29, that he would drink of a cup in a new way, in his Father's kingdom with them, we will drink this cup together again. We hear about the marriage supper of the Lamb, that we will have an eternal smorgasbord without any calories, cholesterol. Come on. No gluten. I mean, it's all going to be okay. You know, in, in, in the days of Moses, there were mass abortions and the killing of babies. Remember? Moses was spared. He was put in a basket, went down the river, right? Right? Do you remember that story? Remember when Jesus, Jesus was prophesied? What happened? King Herod went nuts and killed every child two and under. Can I tell you something deep? When does God call us? He calls us in the womb. I knew you in your mother's womb. Now, don't, don't throw rocks at me. I'm just going to be very... 
I don't have much time left on my clock, but I'm going to be very, very honest. And, and what I believe, and, and you know I'm pro-life, and I'm pro-life in every area of life. So if you've ever had an abortion, uh, we, we love you, we bless you, God forgives. And, uh, but I know the tactics of the devil, and he rejoices at every abortion. Why? Because God has a plan for that child in the womb, at conception. That's, that's what I believe. And so when a child is aborted, but they, 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 they miss out on the calling of their life, but they don't miss out on heaven. They don't miss out on eternity. They just got there before us, but we will see them. For we know, 1 Corinthians 13, 12, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then, then face to face. Now we know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. That is referring to the fact that when we stand before God, we will be fully known. I guess I got to tell you this ahead of time. You're actually going to know. You're going to know me in heaven. Sorry, <laughs> but you're going to know me. First John 3, 2, and I'm going to know you. I look forward to seeing you there. Just not now, but soon. Dear friends, now we are God's children. What we will be isn't completely clear yet. We do know that when Christ appears, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. So we will know Christ. Christ will know us and we will know one another. And we will know those people that we have loved and lost. I will meet my 18-year-old brother there who was tragically killed before he graduated high school. I will meet my 51-year-old sister who died of cancer. I performed her, her service. We will be there. And I get to see my dad. I get to see Max again. It's kind of been good to have a break from him, but it, I'll see <laughs> He passed away at 96. He had a full life. Hey, Revelation 19.7. Hallelujah. For the Lord God. Come on, read it with me. Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. By the way, who's the bride? Who's the bride? Yeah, we're the bride of Christ. Don't leave him standing at the altar waiting for you. Huh? So Revelation 21, 3 to 5, and I heard a loud voice from the throne of heaven saying, now the dwelling of God is with men and he will be with them. See, this is what Jesus was telling his disciples. Don't you dare be troubled. I go to prepare a place for you. This is that place. And I love reading this. I read this at every funeral, every grade side that I do. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things. The way it is here on earth has passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. So Jesus prepares a place for us where there's no trouble. Because he's with us, we don't have to allow trouble to trouble us. Jesus is talking about the day that we stand before him. But the beauty is he's already prepared the way. As we saw last week, he's the way, the truth, and the life. He's already prepared a way for us as we believe in him, as we confess him as Lord, as we declare that we will follow him, that we are saved. 
Well, are we there yet? My head's leaning on the glass. Are we there yet? The answer is no. And we watch the news and we see what's happening around the world. And we ask it with a little more frustration and maybe indignation. Are we there yet? The Lord says, not yet. But someday, if you put your trust and your faith and your hope in Christ, you will be there and we'll know each other. And I'll be in the drum section with all the drummers <laughs> who've gone before us. One of my favorite drummers passed away this week, Charlie Watts, 80 years of age. I learned how to play listening to him play. That's how I put headphones on and I learned how to play. I don't know if he was a Christian or not. I pray he was. Don't know. Somebody's going to say, Charlie, who? Well, I'll tell you later. <laughs> hey, you all know people that don't know Christ. I do too. Let's pray that they come to know him because we don't want them to miss out on this, a place of heaven. And to those of you dear people in this room who've lost loved ones, who've lost children, someday you'll see them. It'll be a good day. But until then, don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God and believe in Jesus. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, that you're making everything new. Lord, we repent for the times that we let our hearts get overwhelmed and troubled. You told us not to do that. And one of the ways we find our peace along the way is to remember where we're going that this is not all there is. What is our destination? And another is to remember that you are with us, that you're our peace, our Savior. And you give us peace that passes all understanding. I pray for your peace to come by the power of your Holy Spirit. I pray for your grace to come. I pray for your protection to come upon us. You know, last week I had people raise their hands if they hadn't yet come to Christ. I'm just going to ask you in your own way between you and God. Those online, those, those here, if you would say, this is my day, I, I want to give my life to Christ, I encourage you to do that. And as you leave, just tell an usher this morning, they'll give you a yes packet to get you started on your journey. Our prayer team will be down front in just a moment to pray with you and for you. I encourage you to tell somebody, this is my day to follow Jesus. This is my day to give my heart and my life to him. So Lord, help us not be troubled. Because someday we're going to see you. But in the meantime, may we receive your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Please visit us at mylfc.com for more information about our church. Thank you so much for listening.